delight in the provision you've made for us. Almighty God, we thank you, Father, that we don't have to no longer bring a sacrifice unto you other than a sacrifice of praise, Almighty God. Through your Son, Yeshua, you have done everything. You have fulfilled the Torah. You showed us a way how to walk in your Torah, Almighty God, but it's through Yeshua that we receive everything from God the Father from above. We bless your holy name. Praise be unto God. So tonight's message is entitled, Yeshua is our atonement. Yom means day. Kippur means atonement. And so tonight at sundown, when we actually saw three stars in the sky, Yom Kippur began. Atonement, the word in Hebrew is kapar. It means to purge, to cleanse, to purify, to cover, or to conceal. Now going back on the feasts that we've been, been enjoying so far this year together, these fall feasts. This year, Yom Truah, the Feast of Trumpets, and Rosh Hashanah, New Year's Day, began at the evening of Elul 29, September 18th. And it ended on the evening of Tishri 2, which is September 20th. The next, these next 10 days are the days of awe, days of repentance. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, it begins tonight, which is Tishri 9, September 27th, 2020. We've been celebrating tonight our Kunidri service, all vows. And it ends the evening of Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, Tishri 10, tomorrow evening at sundown. And then we have a, another fall feast that's coming soon to be with us. It's called Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. It begins in the evening of Tishri 14, which is October 2nd, and it ends on the evening of Tishri 22, October 10th. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is the most sacred of all the holy days of unallowed Adonized calendar. These are the sacred holy days, and they are shadows that reveal Messiah Yeshua himself. Turn with me, if you like to, to Leviticus, which in Hebrew is Vaikra, chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16, beginning at verse number three. And here is how Aaron is to enter the holy place, with a young bull as a sin offering and a ram as a burnt offering. And he is to put on the holy linen tunic and have the linen shorts next to his bare flesh and have the linen sash wrapped around him and be wearing the linen turban. They are holy garments. He is to bathe his body in water and put them on. He is to take from the community of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron is to present the bowl for his sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and his own household. He is to take 
the two goats and placed them before Adonai at the entrance of the tent of the meeting. Then he is to present the goat whose lot fell to Adonai and offer it, excuse me, I skipped over verse eight. Then Aaron is to cast lots for the two goats, one lot for Adonai and the other for Ahazel. Aaron is to present the goat whose lot fell to Adonai and offer it as a sin offering. But the goat whose lot fell to Azel is to be presented alive to Adonai and to be used for making atonement over it by sending it away in the desert for Azel. Aaron is to present the bull of the sin offering for himself, and he will make atonement for himself and his household. He is to slaughter the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. He is to take a censer full of burning coals from the altar before Adonai, and with his hands full of ground fragrant incense, bring it inside the curtain. He is to put the incense on the fire before Adonai, so that the cloud from the incense will cover the ark cover, which is over the testimony, in order that he, may, he will not die. He is to take some of the bull's blood and sprinkle it with his finger on the ark cover toward the east in front of the ark cover. He is to sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Next, he is to slaughter the goat of the sin offering, which is for the people, and bring its blood inside the curtain and do with its blood as he did with the bull's blood, sprinkling it on the ark cover and in front of the ark cover. He will make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the people of Israel, because of their transgressions and all their sins. He is to do the same for the tent meeting, which is there with him, right in the middle of their uncleanliness. No one is to present to be present in the tent of the meeting from the time he enters the holy place to make atonement until the time comes out. Having made atonement for himself, and for his whole household, and for the entire community of Israel. And then he used to sprinkle some of the blood on his finger seven times, and thus purifying it, setting it apart for the uncleanliness of the people of Israel. When he has finished atoning for the holy place, the tent of the meeting, and the altar, he is to present a live goat, and Aaron is to lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and to confess over it all the transgression and crimes and the sins of the people of Israel. He is to put them on the head of the goat and then send it out into the desert with a man appointed for the purpose. The goat will bear all the transgressions of the people and it will go to an isolated place. And he is to let the goat go in the desert. Aaron is then to go back into the tent of meeting, where he is to remove the linen garments he put on when he entered the holy place. He is to leave them there. Then he is to bathe his body in the water in the holy place, put on his, on his other clothes and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people, thus making atonement for himself and for the people. He is to make the fat of the sin offering go up in smoke on the altar. The man who let go the goat for the Azel is to wash his clothes and bathe his body in the water. Afterwards, he may return to the camp. 
the bowl for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place, is to be carried outside the camp. There they are to burn it up completely, their hides, meat, and dung. The person burning them is to wash his clothes and bathe his body in water. Afterwards, he, he may return to the camp. It is to be a permanent regulation for you that on the 10th day of the seventh month, you are to deny yourselves and do not do any kind of work, both citizen and foreigner living with you. For on this day of atonement will be made for you to purify you. You will be clean before the Lord, Adonai, from all your sins. It is a Shabbat of complete rest for you, and you are to deny yourselves. This is to be a permanent regulation. The Kohen, anointed and consecrated to be Kohen in his father's place, will make the atonement. He will put on a linen garments, the holy garments, and he will make atonement for the especially holy place, and he will make atonement for the tent of meeting and the altar. He will make atonement for the Kohenim and for all the people of the community. This is to be a permanent regulation for you to make atonement for your people of Israel because all their sins once a year, Moshe did as Adonai had ordered him to do. And this sets the stage why Yeshua is our eternal high priest. He did not ever bring bulls or rams or goats to offer as him being the high priest because Yeshua was not from, from the tribe of Levi. Now let us turn to Leviticus chapter uh, 23, verse 26. Leviticus chapter 23, 26. And Adonai said to Moshe, the tenth day of the seventh month is Yom Kippur. You are to have a holy convocation, and you are to deny yourselves. You are to bring an offering made by fire. You are not to do any kind of work that day because it is Yom Kippur. To make atonement for you before Adonai your God. Anyone who does not deny himself on the day will be cut off from his people. Anyone who does any kind of work on that day, I will destroy from among his people. You are not to do any kind of work, and it is a permanent regulation through all your generations. No matter where you live, it will be for you a Shabbat of complete rest, and you are to deny yourselves. You are to rest on your Shabbat from evening of the ninth day of the month until the following evening. And now continuing in Leviticus chapter 17, 11. Adonai said to Moshe, Moses, for the life of the creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make for yourselves, for it is the, it is the blood that makes atonement because of the life. Now, if you would turn to Ezekiel chapter 18.4, Ezekiel chapter 18.4, the Lord speaks through his prophet Ezekiel. And he's speaking to him and he says these words. Look, all lives belong to me. And I know right now there's a thing that's going out there that says black lives matter. What does God say through his prophet Ezekiel? Look, all lives belong to me. Who's speaking there? 
but Adonai, all lives are precious in his sight, including black people, everyone from everyone who was ever born. God has created man and woman. He's created all the nationalities, all the people on this earth, and they are precious in his sight. So he says in this word, look, all lives belong to me, both the parent's life, their soul, and the child's life, its soul, are equally mine, says Adonai. So it is the person who sins himself who must die. So this is not Ezekiel, but this is now a comment. So sin separates mankind from God and leads to what? To death. Where do we find that in the Brit Hadashah? In Romans chapter 6, 23. Romans 6, 23. And I'll read that right away. For what one earns from sin is what? Death. Some translation says that the wages of sin is death. But eternal life is what one receives as a free gift from who? From God. In union with Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. Here now is a comment, not the scripture. Abba, Father God's love made a remedy because he did not want to write off guilty mankind. Going on, Yom Kippur is a highlight of the foreshadowing of Yeshua's complete fulfillment. See, he came to do the will of the Father. And what is the will of the Father? But Torah. Who established Torah? It came from Abba, Father God, who upheld Torah while he was here on earth and demonstrated how we are to live according to Torah, but through Yeshua, through Yeshua's righteousness. None of us have ever been able to fulfill Torah, and we never will. But in through Yeshua, Yeshua fulfills Torah that is pleasing in the Father's sight as we walk and be, obey God's word, and we're transformed into whose image and likeness? But Yeshua's image and likeness, his character. So continuing, by establishing now the substitutionary sacrificial atonement, that's what Yeshua came to do. The word atonement has been described as at one with God in fellowship and relationship to him. Continuing, the substitutionary sacrificial atonement is the process whereby God accepts the sacrifice of an innocent one in place of the guilty. You see those bulls and those rams? They were just shadows and types. The Tanakh's substitutionary sacrificial atonement. First, an animal is slain and its blood is shed. Second, God accepts the blood sacrifice as an atonement for mankind's sin. That's a temporary covering. Because why was it that from year to year that Aaron had to go and bring that bull and bring those goats and do it year after year after year? And there were both morning and evening sacrifices dealing with man's sin. See, that was just a temple temporary covering. Third, the sacrifices for sin in the Tanakh were a foreshadowing of Yeshua's sacrifice on the execution stake. See, that was God's exclamation point. 
that the work and the sacrifices of, of God are completed in and through Yeshua's death upon that tree. Let's move forward. Messianic Jews, chapter 10, verses 4 through 10. If you'd like to turn there with me, that's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 4 through 10. What a blessing it was this past year plus that we went through the book of Messianic Jews or Hebrews. We had it as a Bible study. What a blessing that was to dig into God's word and to see Yeshua being revealed in a far greater way so we can understand all what he did. And just imagine that. He did that all in ten and a half, excuse me, three and a half years. So we're in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 4 through 10. And let us begin. For it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. That is why on the coming into the world, he says, it has not been your will to have an animal sacrifice and a meal offering. Rather, you have prepared for me a body. What is that speaking of? Messiah Yeshua's body. No, you have not been pleased with burnt offerings and sin offerings. Then I said, look, in the scroll of the book, for it is written about me, I have come to do your will. Continuing in that verse now. In saying first, you neither will nor you were pleased with animal sacrifices, meal offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, things which are offer, offered in accordance with the Torah. And then look, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first system in order to set up the second. It is in it is in connection with this, this will, that we have been separated for God and made holy, once and for all, through the offering of Yeshua, the Messiah's blood. Isn't that beautiful to know that on Yom Kippur? That Yeshua has done it all. He's completed in the Father. Now let us turn back to the book of Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. And beginning at, at verse number one. And I spoke to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Egypt. He said, you are to begin your calendar with this month. It will be the first month of the year for you. Speak to all the assembly of Israel and say, on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb or a kid for his family, one per household, except that if the household is too small for a whole lamb or kid, then he will he and his next door neighbor shall share one, dividing in proportion to the number of people eating it. Your animal must be without defect, a male in its first year, and you may choose it from either sheep or the goats. You're to keep it until the 14th day of the month, and then the entire assembly of the community of Israel will slaughter it at dusk. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the two sides of the top door frame at the entrance of the house in which they eat it. That night they are to eat the meat roasted by fire and they are to eat it with matzah and maror, bitter herbs. Do not eat it raw or boiled, but roasted in the fire. With its head, the lower parts of its legs and its inner organs. Let nothing of it remain until tomorrow. If anything does remain, burn it now up completely. 
Here's how you're to eat it, with your belt fastened, with your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You are to eat it hurriedly. It is Adonai's Pesach, Passover. For that night I will pass through the land of Egypt and kill the firstborn of the land of Egypt. Both men and animals, I will execute my judgment against all the gods of Egypt. I am Adonai. The blood will serve you as a sign marking the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over. Hebrew, Pesach, you. When I strike the land of Egypt with death, blow that will not strike you. So that was God's provision. It was all about the lamb, the lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. So Pesach Passover, the people of faith now under protection of the blood of the lamb, who is Yeshua, a foreshadowing of who Yeshua is. What did Yohanan the Immerser say when he saw Yeshua coming to him? Did he not declare these words? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And what about Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul? What did he say? He said that Yeshua is what? He is our Pesach. He is our Passover. The giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai through the pattern of the Mishkan and Tabernacle. Now let us move forward to Exodus chapter 25, verse 9. Exodus 25, verse 9. And I'll read it now. Adonai said to Moshe, you are to make it according to everything I show you, the design of the tabernacle and the design of its furnishings. This is how you are to make it. They look forward to the complete fulfillment through Messiah Yeshua's salvation, perfect and complete, a blood sacrifice. That latter part wasn't the scripture, but my commentary on the scripture. Now let us turn to Leviticus Chapter 1, verse 1. Leviticus chapter 1, verse 1. In Hebrew, Vayikra. Adonai said to Moshe and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. He said, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when any of you brings an offering to Adonai, you may bring your animal offering either from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he must offer a male without defect. He is to bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting so that it can be accepted by Adonai. He is to do what? He is to lay his hands. Notice that. The transference of our guilt, our sin, our iniquities, we were supposed to place it on the head of that innocent animal. Let us go forward here. He is to lay his hand upon the head of the burnt offering. It will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He is to slaughter the young bull before Adonai, and the sons of Aaron and the Koinim are to present the blood. They are to splash the blood against all sides of the altar, which is by the entrance of the tent of meeting. Now, moving forward. This is really for us and for us to take hold of this. Can you imagine yourself today going out and picking a lamb without defect, bringing it to your home, and then after a certain period of time, you lay your hands on it, you, 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 you confess your sins over it, then you take it out in your backyard, you cut its neck, you, 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 uh, 
You draw out all the blood, and then you bring it. You bring it before the Kohen, the priest, and then he offers it on your behalf. Wouldn't sin kind of affect us totally different if there was an innocent animal that we would have to bring as an offering? Let's move forward here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let's turn to Exodus chapter 24, verses 4 through 8. In doing so, with the pressing of your hands, this animal was, which was about to die for you. Why was it about to die for you? Because you're guilty of your sins. So this is the, the sequence of fellowship and relationship. As the animals were a type or foreshadowing of who Messiah is. I believe most of you now are at that place in Exodus chapter 24. Verses 4 through 8. Moshe wrote down all the words of Adonai, and he rose up early and built an altar at the base of the mountain and set up right twelve large stones to represent the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent the young men of the people of Israel to offer burnt offerings and sacrifices and peace offerings of oxen to Adonai. Moshe took half of the blood and put it in the basins. The other half of the blood he splashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it aloud so that people could hear. And they responded, everything that Adonai has spoken, we will do and we will obey. Then Moshe took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, this now is the blood of the covenant, which Adonai has made with you in accordance with all your words. Now let us look to the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. 26. And it says here, while they were eating, Yeshua took a piece of matzah. See what's in my hands? Matzah. So he took a piece of matzah. And he made the brucha, the sanctification of what? The bread. And he said these words. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has brought forth bread from the earth. Amen. Then Yeshua, he broke it. And then he passed it to his, his Talmud and his disciples and said, take it and eat it. This is my body. Also, he took the cup, it says, the cup of wine. And he made the broka. I hold it up before you. The sanctification of wine. And he said these words. Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has, who has created the fruit of the vine. Amen. And he gave it to them, saying, All of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which ratifies the Brit Hadashah, the new covenant, my blood shed on the behalf of many, so that they may have their sins forgiven. 
I tell you the truth, I will not drink from this cup of, of the fruit of the vine again until the day when I drink new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. I have a question for you. How many people were with Yeshua when he was celebrating his very last Passover? There were only 12 other individuals there. But he says that many will come and many will have their sins forgiven. He was speaking to them and telling them that it's going to be outside their little group of 12, that they were to be lights to the world and to proclaim the God's kingdom. So Yeshua is the perfect sacrifice. He dies and his blood is shed on the execution stake. I encourage everyone here to read Matthew, which is Matthew in Hebrew, chapter 26, uh, 30, verse 30, through 2820, uh, tomorrow during Yom Kippur. Let's move on. We are now living our lives by the life-giving blood of Yeshua, who is what? Our rabbi, our king, our Kohen Hagadol, our high priest. We no longer live our lives unto ourselves, but it's through his precious blood. He has sanctified us. He's washed all our sins away. And think about this. Yeshua's blood is living. Did not God say in the Tanakh that, the, in, that even in animals, the life of the animals is what? In the blood. And we've had Yeshua's blood placed upon our lives. That's living blood. His blood will never perish. It's eternal. Let's move forward. The nation of Israel has broken the commandments, just as all of we have. Let us now turn to Messianic Jews, Hebrews chapter 9.15. Hebrews 9.15. I'll begin reading here. Our Abba, Father God in heaven, has accepted the innocent blood of Yeshua, his son. Excuse me, that's my commentary. I got to turn to the right spot here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hebrews 9.15. It is because of this death that he, who is Yeshua, is the mediator of a new covenant or a new will. Because a death has occurred which sets people free from the transgression, transgressions committed under the first covenant. Those who have been called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. So continuing here, Abba, Father God in heaven, has accepted the innocent blood of Yeshua, his own son, for all of our past, present, and future sins of those who would receive Yeshua, who is salvation. This covenant then produces eternal atonement. And with that gives us eternal life. Yeshua, the king of the Jews, has fulfilled all of God's requirements for, for Torah and our redemption. Yeshua took our sins, died in our place, and gave us his righteousness. Let's move a little bit further here to uh, chapter 9 of Messianic Jews, Hebrews, and beginning at verse 22. In fact, according to the Torah... 
Almost everything is purified with what? With blood. Indeed, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. You need to hear that again. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Now, this is how the copies of the heavenly things have been purified. But the heavenly things themselves require better sacrifices than these. For the Messiah has entered a holy place, which is not man-made, merely a copy of the true one, but into heaven itself in order to appear now on behalf of the very presence of God. Further, he did not enter heaven to offer himself over and over again, like the Kohen Haggadol, who enters the holiest place year after year with his blood that is not his own. For then he would have to have had to suffer death many times from the founding of the universe on. But as it is, he has appeared once at the end of ages in order to do away with sin through the sacrifice of himself. Just as human beings have to die once, but after this comes the judgment. So also the Messiah, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to deliver those who eagerly now await him. God made this sinless man, Yeshua his son to be a sin offering on our behalf so that in union with him, Yeshua, we might fully share in Abba Father God's righteousness. No matter what sin that you ever have done in your life, all sin can be forgiven today. So what is it what we must do? We must repent of our sins and recognize that Yeshua died in our place Accept Abba, Father God's atonement, and acknowledge Yeshua as our own personal sin offering. And simply say, I accept Yeshua as my sacrifice, my atonement, and he is my Messiah. Then your name will be inscribed in Abba, Father's God's book of life. Hatzameach and Shalom.